The following production is part of the We Be Geeks Podcast Collective. is part of the Red 5 Network. For more Red 5 Network podcasts, visit red5network.com. Produced with podcasting gear from Tascam. Trust your audio to Tascam. Sound thinking. Forgive the interruption, but I believe this requires your attention. Meanwhile, at the above-ground underwater suborbital volcano lair... This is urgent. We need a response team. We're already putting together the best move. With all due respect, sir, so am I. I have a plan. <laughs> it's real! Mighty Marvel Geeks. That's what we call ourselves. Sort of like a team. A team? No, no, no. We're a chemical mixture that makes chaos. We're, we're a time bomb. Well then, son, you've got a condition. Your show about all things Marvel with Mike, Kylan, and Eric. What a bunch of losers. I am Groot. That I did know. These people may be isolated, unbalanced even, but I believe with the right push, it can be exactly what you need. Suit up. I'm bringing the party to you. I have indeed been uploaded, gentlemen, online and ready. And welcome to another issue because we <laughs> we oh we got issues, <laughs> but not related to the show tonight. <laughs> oh, of uh, Mighty Marvel Geeks, mm-hmm. and this is because Hawkeye is out or four episodes in. We're calling what if we did what if dot 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 yeah question mark what dot 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 and then the name of the episode these are knocking points because <laughs> hey. why why do you call them knocking points uncle mike because as a as an archer myself knocking points where you attach your bow to the bowstring on an arrow is called a knot or bow to the bowstring where you attach your arrow to the bow on the bowstring is called a knock mm-hmm. it's the little groove that's a string that the arrow snaps onto the string with right those are called knocks it's N-O-C-K-I-N-G. Well, N-O-C-K-S. K-S. Knox. Mm-hmm. So this is all. So these are our knocking points. Ah. Recaps. Branding. What you did there. Uh-huh. What, what, was the, what was the other name we initially came up with? Uh, on we, target? Was it on target? I, I can't remember. That's why I'm asking. Um, uh, I don't remember. It's in the, it's in our which, it, it's which, in our group chat. I'm just too lazy to look. I have that. I own that. It's too far back for us to remember too. We've, yeah, because we group we chat, chat a lot. Oh, so we, you know. Y- y'all think that we tangent and get off on conversations here on the show. Uh-oh. Oh no. Oh no. <laughs> you ain't seen nothing. No. We no. will we will tangent hard and often in our group chat. Yes. Now I will I will say next week will be our last show of the year because we're not gonna try and do a show going into Christmas or going into New Year's. Is one, I have no clue what my schedule's gonna be. It's just how we're recording tonight is insane. So, Mike, uh, you're the one that makes the magic happen. That's yes. bound to be a little draining. Uh, right now, I'm making magic happen in a very interesting way. Just remember, Mike, necromancy is not what your mom had in mind when she said you need to go out and make new friends. <laughs> True. 
I will say we will, I have worked with Aulani, voice of Moana, Cheeto Rivera, Jody Benson, um, the Alton Alton, but I can't remember the rest of his name. Who is the voice? Was the voice of Mufasa on Lion King on Broadway? Oh, and currently work uh, working with Bart Millard of Mercy Me, and I can't find what we called it. So, um, so yeah, that that's just what I've been doing now because I am working Candlelight Processional at Epcot, which is the big show of the year for all of Walt Disney World. It is the show of shows. So it's been interesting. I have to wear a tux though. So what you need to do next time you have to get up in a tux, you just walk in, you start giving it the old soft shoe. You know, if you're blue and you don't know where to go to, why don't you? Passion sits. That's right. On stage today, we were we were doing quotes of uh, Spaceball. <laughs> oh Lord, a Jewish princess. Funny, she doesn't look Jewish. <laughs> it was young Frankenstein, but you know, hey, Mel Brooks is Mel Brooks. Yes, it is. <laughs> Space balls uh, of flamethrower. Yeah, hit with the kids. The kids love this one. Adorable. Uh, so uh, check out the homepage. I know I gotta get caught up, but hey, did I mention I've been working candlelight processional? It's been crazy. Uh, <laughs> also, too, next week with next week being our last show. Guess what is coming back? The ice cream. No. Oh wait, never mind. Thursday still got the glitch with ice cream. <laughs> I swear, you think that we. We lived in a McDonald's the way the ice cream thing was always down. <laughs> if we were to ask Thursday about it, well, I'll let one of you guys ask because last time I asked. Okay. All okay. right. I'll ask Thursday. What's the deal with the ice cream? Yum, 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 yum. Okay. I think somebody spilt some Froyo into her sequencer again. Hail Hydra. Just kidding. Yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure that's exactly what happened. Somebody said give her some. She needed coolant. That was not the coolant she needed. <laughs> hey, let's pour some of this frozen yogurt in there. That's cool. That could work as a coolant, right? So going back to your answer. No, it is not ice cream. <sighs> After a two-year absence. It's been over two years since we've had ice cream, too. I'm just saying the non-awards are coming back. <laughs> we are bringing it back and we are bringing it back for December. We were going to try and do it last year in 2020. The 20, we were going to do the 2019s in January 2020 because of the craziness. That just never happened. <laughs> and last year, we just just didn't. <laughs> but mm-hmm. they are back. They're back for, for, all, for our fun. I, I, I think that's one of the big things I loved about I love about the show is the non-awards. It is us recognizing Marvel creators and Marvel products. Right. I mean, we want to give credit where credit is due. I mean, Marvel is the pinnacle of the storytelling art and comic book format. Mm -hmm. But, you know, even the Himalayas have different peaks. I like that. Do you? Cool. I, I just picked up on the fly. No, I, I like that. It's like, you know, even also I'm like, man, that is really philosophical, says the guy you with the minor philosophy. But <laughs> I, I was like, wow, that's wow. See, the funny thing is, as we're recording this, we're actually doing our tie break pallets. So we had some tie breaks we had to do. We had two rounds of tie breaks this year. We did. Yeah. And, and I mean, well, see, that's, that's the thing. It, it's because we there's so much good stuff out there. I mean, you can't just 
just oh, just I don't wait. Want to say, you know, not not everybody is the K two or the Mount Everest. Just wait, but, till the, just wait till the nominee. You know, the nominees are are red next week. I mean, really? I mean, the thing is, this past year there was so much variety out there. I mean, we got you know we 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 had Warhammer, we had um, Ultraman stories. I mean, we 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 had the return of Moon Knight in super interesting ways. You got a War, Warhammer, two different one-offs there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There were or two different uh, Warhammer stories in there. Now we just need an orc story. I mean, from the orc's perspective. Oh, yeah. For Ooh. see, I'm trying. I'm trying to find a press release site. So I want to release our, our nominees. Like when it came to best TV streaming, everything got nominated that came out this year. Movies, right. everything got nominated that came out this year. Those were no brainers. Some mm-hmm. of the other stuff, artists, cover artists, writer, editors, ongoing titles. Which I forgot to do <laughs> that survey. Best overall. Uh, <laughs> Is there going to be like a third tiebreaker survey about to come out? No, there's going to be just best overall. I need to put out. Um, but it, it's stuff like that it, it, we try and cover the gambit mm-hmm. because that's what we do mm-hmm. well see that's the that's the thing you know some people like comic books over movies they may like the cop the stories of the comic books versus the the mcu version like mm-hmm. yeah i know we're, we're we've talked about this before um i have a friend who absolutely thoroughly hated the first thor movie because it totally he said it, it, it ruined the story in the comics i go no it's just telling a different story from the comics right right i mean it's not it's it's world building we, right you don't have like half of centuries worth of movie time to tell the best stories from the comics. No, no. It, it's uh no go ahead. No, I, I'm I'm trying to think where I was going with that. My train of thought derailed. But it's okay, like Falcon, you know Hey, and we talked about this on here. And I, I love Falcon as a character. Grew up with Falcon as a character. And the MCU Falcon is completely different from the comic Falcon. Does it invalidate uh, the comic Falcon? Not at all. Um, to a certain degree, I I like the uh, I like the uh, MCU Falcons story a little better, you know, yeah. in a way. Now, mind you, I you know I'm looking at 50, 50 years of Falcon uh, and uh, and a completely different version in a way. It's almost like comparing apples and oranges. Yeah. Uh, if you think about it, yeah. you know, but I would say from a storytelling perspective, I have only, let me see, uh, Winter Soldier came out when? Uh, I'm trying yeah. to think. 14, 15? 2014. All right. So, so at Dang, this point, we close. only, so, so at this point, I have only seven years of movies to, to get where I am with MCU Falcon as opposed to 50 years of story. Story with Comic Falcon. Yeah. Well, you know. I mean, they've had to do this. I mean, pretty much the only character that they didn't update to any great degree was Captain America, was Steve Rogers. Right. Right. And that's because right. it just works with him being a capsicle for 
is the the frozen duration just extended. That's it. Yeah. I mean, the, the original comic book version of Tony Stark was that he was wounded in Vietnam. Right. Well, you can't do that now because if you were in Vietnam, you're in your 70s now. Yep. Right. So you have to you have to deviate from comic books to update the stories to fit the more modern telling. Right. And while I do like the fact that we'll taking Falcon for an example, you, you take uh the story of a former drug addict, you know, that's cleaned up his life and has become a hero. Well, that's a good story. Yeah, that's yeah, it good, is. But I mean, the it's more plausible that somebody flying around with a jetpack should have like a military background mm-hmm. to where he knows how to fly. Right. Uh, and you know, and in, instead of a psychic bond with a bird, you. I, I like that stuff. Don't get. Get me wrong, I do. Yeah. But on a cinematic level, it's a little bit easier to make that bird a drone. It makes you know? more sense because drones military tech. We know this. We this is part of everyday lives. Right. The the MCU Falcon, even though he's a superhero, yes, we are talking about someone who can fly almost at supersonic speed, you know, with just a pair of wings strapped to his back. Mm-hmm. Yes, that that is that is pushing the bounds of um What's God, I'm blanking on the uh, suspension of disbelief. Okay, yeah. Suspension of disbelief is easier when they are grounded in tech and stuff that we know now. Yes. So, you know, you haven't really dealt with psionics in the MCU that much. Right. So it really doesn't... <sighs> It doesn't make sense that, oh, look, here's a bird. Hey, we're bonded now. I'm going to call him Red Wing. It makes more sense that it's a drone that's right. linked into his heads-up display. Right. Today. Today yeah. it does, yeah. yeah. Now, before we get too much further along, uh, depending on how quick Kylan gets the uh, show notes to me, you may still have time to go to our Instagram and enter our contest. It's the Hellabus Holiday Supply Drop. <laughs> and it's up. Um, since it's up and we have announced it, I am going to tell you what the prizes are in this drop. We are starting off one, a Groot Geeky Tiki, an Avengers Eagle Key Ring, a Shield logo, a Nick Fury Funko Pop, a Spider-Man Ramen Bowl, a Loki for President Pen. Like you, like you would use for pen trading. A Captain America shield multi-tool and the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. badge and lanyard like that from uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Mm. Those are our prizes that we're giving away in the Hellabus holiday supply drop. Awesome. Can't wait to see who wins. We'll be, and we'll announce that winner on air next week as well. So, uh, get in early. I was to get in early and often, but I don't know if that's going <laughs> to... There are uh, ways. Yeah. There are ways for multiple. And okay, uh, I'm looking to see. No. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Best overall. <laughs> yep. Do we have tie? Tie <laughs> again. <laughs> Okay, see, this is this is us multitasking. For those of you who aren't on the the Skype call with us and are having to listen to this at home, um, Mike has been sending us little survey links in the chat. So we've been voting while we've been recording. And, um, you know, Mike, I, I'm just going to say, bless your heart. I, I just, I cannot, I do not envy your job right now. No. Hey, this is me, producer. I, I, I am only host, editor. This is me producing 
I haven't produced this hard on a show in a while. I mean, is it? Is it? Look, uh, we look. This is our second tie in a row in that particular category. Is it fair? Would Would it be fair if we just named <laughs> those three as the best? Because obviously, we're all. Um. If yeah. It, if it. I mean, that's two ties. That's two ties in a row, and it's three of us, and it's three of those titles. So we obviously. Okay. See if you can go back in and redo it. So now I'm curious. Oh, yeah. Y'all were able to redo it? Oh, please select at least two options. Yeah. Okay. Well, there we go. Okay. All right. All right. All right. Done. We get a tie on this one. <clears throat> I would say I'm flipping tables, but the the tables here are too. You know, I got too much stuff on them. They won't flip easily. <laughs> Okay, mm. I, may, I may have done this wrong without, so I don't think I was able to reset proper. Is this giving me another tie? <laughs> oh my gosh. You know what? Forget it. It's a three way tie. <laughs> it's, it's, it's just no. This is an Oprah. This is an Oprah. You get a non award. You get a non award. Everybody gets a non award. It's, it's like, a, sorry guys, your your books are just so good that we yeah yeah <laughs> I, I we we can at this point in time this is not where it actually is as you're listening but record time wise my time code says we're 25 minutes in we have four episodes of Hawkeye to talk about. I think we should just jump right into that. Yeah. Right. Let's just let's just you know knock that arrow and uh, let it fly. Like I said, mm-hmm. um, best overall it's a three way tie. It's just the way it's going to be. Point blank. Mm-hmm. Uh, either that, or we just don't do best overall category, or we'll figure it out next week. There we go. Right. We'll figure it out next week. And I'll figure. It. Mm-hmm. Um, episode one and two. Episode one rundown, bro. Episode. <laughs> oh wait. <laughs> Never mind. This is what Marvel.com. Their rundowns are calling them rundown, bro. Uh, <laughs> so I don't. Remember remember the name of these episodes wait there we are number one uh episode one was called never meet your heroes episode two mm-hmm. hide and seek right uh eric your first takeaway my first takeaway from episodes one and two is or, or takeaway uh, number just, four okay well number way. four there we go thank you. you you put you put thirsty and rice didn't you because that'll that'll take care of the the wetness <laughs> we think <laughs> anyway Send- Sandy, Sandy. <laughs> Somebody hit the AI. She's stuck. <laughs> okay. Uh, my my first takeaway or number four takeaway is despite the nice Iron Man Easter egg in the first episode with that being stained tower, I'm calling shenanigans on that whole bell tower crash thing. <laughs> I, 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 where I work, there is an entire carillon with bells that look just as heavy, if not more so. And I, I no. No, a a simple tug on the rope from an arrow should not have been enough force to yank the bell down. Um, that distance hitting the clapper on the bell was knowing the weight, rough weight of that clapper. It's not enough to set the bell off. I, I, I'm saying what she did with that second shot was basically, you know, a grabber arrow. Mm-hmm. Right. She shot and when it connected with the with the rope, that force on a rope big enough to move the clapper. No, no. I understand that you have to have some sort of disaster, kind of like in the first Mummy movie, you know, when Evelyn knocks down all the shelves in the library. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I realize you have to have that kind of, of setup 
to show that, yes, she's rich. Yes, she's pretty. Yes, she's definitely a child of privilege. But dang, she's going to screw up. Yep. I understand you have to have a screw up moment mm-hmm. to make her more likable. And I'm just going to be honest. It's not working. Nope. Um, I, I, I feel for Hawkeye now. I, f- I feel for Clint. But no, that's no. I just call shenanigans on pure physics grounds. Mm-hmm. Unless unless the rigging that kept the bell up was so dilapidated and so is it, it, so in need of repair, in which case OSHA should have shut that place down. Yeah. Right. And in all fairness, that is stain that it's named for. So some corners were probably cut. Right. You think? It would not surprise me. But honestly, if if she would, if she hadn't have done that, for that to have worked, that bell would have had to have come down within the next week anyway. Right. Yeah. Just on its own. There. Physics. Kylan, you're number four. Rogers the musical needs to happen. Uh, I've listened to Save the City probably three or four times. And I even told my wife that if this happens, we're seeing this in New York. I I said, this needs to happen. If this this happens, I want them to fix the mistake that they do point out in the show. Oh, you mean with uh, Ant-Man? Ant-Man? Well, see, here's the thing, though. I... It's a Broadway musical. Keep the mistake. I, I'm just saying keep it because they know Ant-Man wasn't there. You know Ant-Man wasn't there for the battle. Personally, I like it just because it'll be Broadway and they're like, no, we need Ant-Man there even though he wasn't there. And I, I mean, the fact that Clint's response, like, he wasn't even there. I just, yeah, like I said, these, these are our takeaways for one and two that we're doing right now. How ironic was it that Ant-Man who could not get the kids to have a selfie with gets included in the Broadway musical. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So yeah. So and actually an interesting bit they uh, are a fun fact that they actually, along with producing this song, which is now available uh, for you uh, to listen to on either any of your streaming music streaming services, as well as YouTube. But um, also uh, the actor who plays Steve Rogers is a Broadway actor who has uh, starred in uh, multiple oh, yeah. shows. So you well, know, they, hired, like, you they know, hired a Broadway cast for this. Yeah. Right. I'm just saying. I. Yeah. Yeah. This needs to happen. Yes. I can do this all day. <laughs> My my fourth takeaway uh, comes from uh, first episode, the butterscotch. Yes, yes, the butterscotch that that, that is the tr- that is the gift that keeps on giving. Yeah. So when Kate comes across the butterscotch, is when Armand is killed, right? In the family, mm-hmm. right? Of course, we see it show back up later in episode two, right? When Jack gives her or offers up butterscotch, and it's the same butterscotch. Well, for those who haven't seen this, well, first of all, what are you doing listening to us? Go watch that. We'll wait. But the thing is, it's Armand had personalized monogrammed butterscotch. Yeah. And the, the rappers were, yeah. And it's his son that kills him, Jack. Mm-hmm. Son or his uncle? Uh, uncle, I thought. Was Jack his okay. his nephew? I think so. I think so, yeah. Okay. Anyway, yeah, killed, by, if he killed by Jack, son, family his member. His Armand, so. Because there were more Armands in that family than well, That's right, were because the youngest one was named Armand. Yeah. All right. Uh, Eric, you're number three. My number three. 
And this is, it's not one specific thing, but it's just like a whole thing. It's this series so far, just so, the, just so far, is giving off a serious lethal weapon vibe to me. That's, that's how I'm picking it up on it. Because every time something happens, you can almost, you, you can look at his face and you can almost hear him saying, I am too old for this crap. Mm-hmm. And it, it's yes. funny because... It, I am beginning to identify with Clint way too much. <laughs> yep. It's it's just kind of like, how did I get into this? Whether whether it's you know beating off the tracksuit mafia to uh, to save Ronan, quote unquote Ronan, or <laughs> fighting his way through the LARPers. Oh yes, yeah, and and having to nobly die in the trial by combat just to get yes. the suit back, just to get the suit. Mm-hmm. Come on, man. <laughs> and, and I think it's even better that nobody nobody recognizes the suit. Yeah, right. That that's the entertaining part. <laughs> That is the mm. entertainment. It's kind of like I, I, I guess it's kind of like you know the the briefcase in Pulp Fiction. You know, you know what the attachment is, or they know yes. what the attachment is, and they're the only ones. You know, it's right, right, right. Yeah. So yeah, Kyle, and you're. And, and I think I might. Uh, I, I think this might be my favorite. This, this might be giving what if a run for its money for my favorite on Disney Plus. Highland, mm-hmm. you're uh, you're number three. Uh, so this hits the number feel three. of the ah, there you go. <laughs> so this hits the feel of the Fraction series for me. Uh, from you know, from from reading uh re I, I wanted to read the Fraction run before getting into this. Uh, now understanding that the comic version of Hawkeye is different from the MCU version. Uh, that being said, uh, it, it, it hits the energy and, and the feel of that, of Fraction's world is brought into the MCU, into this version of Hawkeye and what's going on with him at this point in his life. And it completely works. Like the, the two stories are completely different stories, but they, it, 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 yeah, it, it completely hits on, on all points for me. Okay. Yeah. My third takeaway. I'm glad they brought him in. And who doesn't love pizza bones? <laughs> Lucky the pizza dog is, <laughs> is a major, major part of this show. Right. And I love how he's such a subtle supporting role. Yes. Sometimes it's the subtle ones that are the best. Yeah. And apparently Funko does make a Kate Hawkeye and Lucky Funko pop set. Oh, fun. Nice. So, um, number two, be back to you, Eric. Okay. All right. And I know I'm not the only one thinking this here as much as I want to learn more about Clint's background. And this is what I was looking forward to coming into this show again. I'm just, I'm, I'm not feeling it for Kate. I was coming in this looking to find out more about Hawkeye because of all the Avengers, he's been developed the least. Right. Yeah. He's just, you know, he's basically, he's the bow and arrow guy. And I just think, I was just thinking, you know, this is, it's it's his turn. It's his time. We're going to find out more. We might even find out what the heck Budapest was all about. But as much as I want to find out more about Clint's backstory, I really want to know more about Laura's. Mm Mm-hmm. And and this is this is something that came out in episode two where he's on the phone. You know, Clint's on the phone with Laura and Laura is, is being all motherly to the kids. And then all of a sudden she turns and her entire demeanor changes. 
And she is basically asking Clint about, you know, his mission and, you know, who's, you know, you know about the tracksuit mafia and all this. Now, Clint is not, does not strike me as the type that would completely keep his family in the dark. Right. I mean, they know that he's an Avenger. They know that he is an agent of S.H.I.E.L.D. or was and all that. But she knows too much for him to for for her to be quote unquote just a wife and i know i'm going to get crap for that that's mm-hmm. not that's not to impugn her gender her role or anything like that it is she knows too much to be a spouse right clint would not have to, i mean he could have but i very i find it very hard to believe that he would have gotten down into the minutia that they're talking about right if it's just husband and wife talking Right. This is not husband and wife talking. This is almost like this is almost like a briefing. Mm-hmm. It's it's almost like he's reporting in. This, this sounds more like a conversation that he and Natasha would be having, or him and Fury would be having, mm-hmm. or maybe Maria Hill. Right. So there's more to Laura than than we know. Right. I want to know. Well, rumor rumor out there, Mockingbird. I reject that rumor. And two words, Bobby Morse. I agree. But they're also stating too that our rumors to back it up is that Clint married Mockingbird in the comics. Yeah, but then they end up getting divorced too because that well now that Clint was a terrible husband. This Clint is not, but I don't know. Right. And plus you're talking about the main six one six continuity. Right. Right. There are other comic continuities where they didn't. Yeah. <laughs> so uh Kylan, you're number two. Uh, we, we get to see how much of a family guy Clint is like, you kind of get hints of that, you know, through, through it all. But the fact that he is in New York, you know, um, and this is sort of like the kickoff, the big family celebration, uh, for Christmas, you know, I don't know. It was just kind of cool to see that, you know, and, you know, like when they're, when they're having dinner together, I I don't know that that was just kind of, it was this awesome juxtaposition, but I could actually say that word, uh, between the the Hawkeye that we know and this this family guy that you are, it's almost like, is this the same person that was Ronan, <laughs> you know? So, yeah, that was, uh, I, 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 I really like to see how much of a family guy he is, you know? Yeah. I just got one, one question from my second takeaway. Mm-hmm. You signed my bow. <laughs> <laughs> After finding out she's working with Hawkeye and everything else, she gets her bow and like, you sign it. It's just, it was <laughs> great line. Like I'm working with you, but a little starstruck. Dude, I, I could, I could so totally see that. Some of the people, some of the guests that we have had on this show. Yeah. It, it is, it is taken some serious restraint to keep from going super fanboy yep. right so wrapping up our final takeaways of episode one and two number one back to you eric okay my number one takeaway i cannot believe i went two whole freaking episodes without realizing that jack is the swordsman well i'm gonna shorten our uh takeaways because that was mine as well i mean it, now it's brilliant i, I mean the, the hints were there because he was after the sword he was after the ronin sword yep all the swords in the apartment mm-hmm. and then when they start fencing 
wincing. I was kind of like, holy crap. Mm-hmm. Especially since Kate knew he was holding back. Yes. Mm-hmm. And, he, and he's trying to play innocent. Oh, no, no, I'm not holding back. You're a two-time state champion. And he even looks the part. Yeah. Yes. I mean, he's got that. He's got that little wink, wink mustache. Mm-hmm. And he's got that. He's got the personality. I'm just like, how did I not see this? He's the Dos Equis guy. He is. Turned super villain. <laughs> mm-hmm. If the Dos Equis guy was evil. Yeah. And so, you know, you know that once we saw him pick that sword up in all the chaos, mm-hmm. we're going to see that again. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Now, the question becomes, are we going to see him in a a comic accurate costume is not is it, not going to happen. Right. Inspired? That is something inspired by it. I'd totally see that. Yeah. Kylan, you're number two. And you're going to wrap us up for this up for these first two episodes. Or you're number one. You're going to wrap us up for these first two episodes. Uh, how, for me, the, the top takeaway is how, because of the Battle of New York, Kate dedicated her life to training you know, so that she could be a hero um like you know the, the the fact that we we get to see key moments uh from the battle of new york from different perspectives which they completely had to reshoot now i think there there were a couple of shots they were able to keep but they did have to reconstruct the battle of new york from because of kate's uh point of view yeah point uh per- perspective yeah. of from this but then like as you watch the opening sequence you see see her training you know it's you know it's archery and it's martial arts and it's gymnastics and i I liked how they did that yes you know yes i agree i remember thinking when i watched the the opening credits i said yo this is this is probably one of the best condensed backstories that I've seen out of the MC. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, it, it is rem- reminiscent of what they did with incre- with the Incredible Hulk. Uh, yeah. Because yeah, a little you bit. remember they did that. They did that a little bit with the Incredible Hulk with the opening. So instead of getting the whole thing, you know, it was like this condensed boom, boom, boom. You're like, ah, okay. Yeah. So uh, on to episode three and four we're gonna do you up to combining these island yeah because i'm just looking at our time let's let's start off with three Let, let's do four takeaways let's go three takeaways for each of these okay and eric told us before show he hadn't had a chance to see them so other Which projects he's I, working on i am i am not one of those oh i can't handle spoilers oh, you no know, maybe a little late for us to play it oh Mm-hmm. Spoiler alert. Well, you know, it's you're delving into stuff that I haven't seen. So it it, it, it now counts. Play. one and two's been out for two weeks. Sorry, no yep. spoiler alert there. Three and four. Okay, we'll we'll go spoiler alert. I, I am just slow to getting caught up. Um mm-hmm. I think I will take us with number three. Okay. Number three. The trick arrows. Mm-hmm. And we we and here's the arrows that Kate gets to shoot during the whole chase sequence, which was a teaser before the show dropped. Mm-hmm. We got this part. We have a putty arrow that releases a goo-like putty, purple putty, a plunger arrow that literally has a plunger on the end of it, explosion arrow, well, it kind of goes boom. Splody arrow. Bloody o- arrow. Octo arrow shoots out multiple rope lines, bringing all objects back to a central location. Acid arrow, oh, has acid in it. Huh? Smoke bomb arrow releases purple smoke. A PIM arrow uses PIM tech, enlarges an object. And a USB arrow, more useful than 
you think. Mm-hmm. This is direct from did, Marvel. Did they not use a USB arrow in What If? That 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 is yeah. what they used in What If. Yep. You know what arrow? You know what arrow we did not get these trick arrows? Boxing glove arrow. Yeah. Sorry. We did not. We did not get an arrow that releases. You know, he does have a sonic arrow. Yeah, but it doesn't do that. <laughs> no, it doesn't do that. No, no. no. Sorry, Eric. <laughs> no, and honestly, isn't that about time that we should start seeing the the, the comic book callback trick arrows? Yeah. Yes. Well, I, I, mean, I will say in episode four, she questions him about a boomerang arrow. He goes, why do you want one that comes back to you? That's, that's dangerous. Mm-hmm. I was like, that's uh, a whole conversation. Well, now we're talking at another company. <laughs> With the boomerang arrow. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm trying to think, and I know that the old, um, the old TSR role playing game, Marvel Superheroes, mm-hmm. there was a there was a source book that that had all of the uh, all the arrows that he had. Mm-hmm. Right. And I'm trying to think is this. I don't, I don't ever remember yeah. him with a boomerang arrow. He has a boomerang arrow. Well, see, that's, that's what yeah. I'm trying to. That's what I'm trying to see. Mm-hmm. I know. I know the Emerald Archer from the other company mm-hmm. had one, mm-hmm. and it was cool when in that show over on uh, CW mm-hmm. broke out the boxing glove arrow. <laughs> yeah, I have to admit, I liked how they did that because I'm like, how in the world you? They said you're gonna see it eventually, and I'm like, how are they gonna even just? Oh. Oh, that makes sense. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I don't remember Hawkeye ever having a well, yes. It? There's a lot of similarities between the purple archer and the emerald archer. Mm-hmm. There there was not a uh Hawkeye's arrows were a little bit more realistic, even though he had the boomerang right. arrow, as we're finding out. Okay, um, here we are. Here we are. Oh, this was the, list. This was in the old uh weapons locker source book. And it's got like all the, the Iron Man armors and stuff like that. Okay. Uh, specialty heads, explosive arrowhead, smoke arrowhead, tear gas arrowhead. Now, of course, all, all of these came from the, from, for the game came from the comics. Right, right, right. And basically the way that it is, and we saw it in the first Avengers movie, that basically he had the arrowheads that it would just screw into a shaft or a shaft mm-hmm. just into it. So he didn't have these arrows already assembled. Right. With, uh, let's see. Explosive, smoke, tear gas, flare, arrowhead, cable arrowhead, electrical arrowhead, acid arrowhead, thermal arrow, suction cup arrowhead, mm-hmm. vibration arrowhead, magnetic arrowhead, putty arrowhead, mm-hmm. siren arrowhead. So maybe he did that, that. I am going to be mm-hmm. nice. I'm not going to play it. Thank you. You're welcome. Uh, rocket arrowhead and a boomerang arrowhead. Yep. So they don't list a yum, 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 yum. Arrowhead. Nope. 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 The boomerang arrowhead returns to owner by means of computer homing device and may be coupled with other arrowheads. Okay. I would not combine that with the explosive arrowhead. I'm just saying. I wouldn't. And in the fraction run, there's a whole conversation between him and Kate talking about the uh, the benefits of having a boomerang arrowhead. See, we we see them briefly touch on that. 
in episode four. Right. So, uh, Kylan, you're number three from both. Uh, Clint's disability. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, you know, and, and they, and they changed this up in the fraction run. Clint does eventually, he becomes hard of hearing because of something that happened in the book. But what we get here is because of all the action that Clint had seen, you know, he's hard of hearing at this point. Uh, And because uh, because of where he's been in all this mm -hmm. action. Yes. Being that like frontline type scout. Yeah, right there in it, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, I I like that. And you, uh, you know... It, it was something that figures heavily in which, you know, like with that one scene that we that we see where they're taught where he's talking to Kate and he's telling Kate, you know, you, you got to drive. You don't know that his uh, that his aid has been his hearing aid has been damaged and he really can't hear what she's saying. You know, so that that uh, well, it also seems taking like to, that particular he's only using the one ear. It, it seems yeah. like he it, he doesn't have a hearing aid for the other ear. Maybe he can't no. have a hearing aid in that other ear. And, and right. they do pick up on that during the first two episodes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Remember, they're walking along and she says, oh, so you're you're the superhero. You're walking on the outside. He goes, no, it's so I can hear you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, for me, uh, I'm going to go right into it. Second takeaway, car. Oh, oh wants the to, car. He wants to take the Challenger. He goes, no, let's take this one, which, you know, I would take the boat too. <laughs> I love that car. I can't remember what it was, but I love that car. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, that uh, that Challenger just, uh, yeah. <laughs> but I, I love the car that he, that they end up taking. It was a 70, 78, 77, 78. Yeah, I think it was like a 70, I think it was 78. I don't remember the make and model. I think it was a, L, I think it was a Thunderbird. Was it a Thunderbird? It was either a Thunderbird or a Cadillac. I've been a caddy. Yeah, no, yeah. I don't remember. Anyway, I had too much fun with that. I, I love that. So ended up being the better choice. <laughs> Kylan, you're n- number two. Wait, I forgot. Number two. Uh, I, I think Ronan still has brain freeze. Ronan's actions have de- long uh, or, or downstream impacts. You know, a lot. You know, we from what we've seen in Endgame, and you know, you you don't realize. You know that he had done stuff and. He had been doing that. He had been at this for some amount of time, but to find out that this, that the, all the things that he had done, all the people that he had taken out, Ronan has a lot of enemies now, you know, and that, that suit, is probably well, no, probably to it. It's certainly more trouble than it's worth. Oh yeah. Um. Yeah. You know, and and Kate, yeah. Kate, Kate has had no idea what she had kicked off when she jumped into that thing. You know, so. Yep. yep. So, alrighty. I mean, he has Ronan was well, Clint as Ronan was. He was the boogeyman, basically. Yeah. And, and it, he made so many enemies because he was just so good at it. Mm-hmm. In episodes three and four, he totally denies or he doesn't he doesn't acknowledge Ronan. Just he knows who Ronan is. Ronan's dead. Mm-hmm. Because I honestly feel he feels Ronan died when Natasha died, when she sacrificed yeah. herself. Mm-hmm. That was it. That's when he was gonna he was gonna avenge her death. And then 
then call it call it a day. Mm-hmm. It's the impression I got is he hasn't done much Avenger work since no. the final battle. Right. He's been two years being happy with the family. And yes, he still goes out for pressers for Avenger stuff for media, but he doesn't do as a, an original Avenger, but just mm-hmm. doesn't. He's not in the game anymore. No, it's almost like a Godfather moment. It's just when I thought I was out, they pulled me back in. Correct. Mm-hmm. So for me, uh, I guess we're going to number one. For me, it was the whole um, at the end of episode four. Mm-hmm. Guess who's here? Yolanda. Mm-hmm. And the only thing that threw me is when we finally see Yolanda take off the night vision stuff. That did not look like the actress who played Yelana initially. I think the hairstyle was different. I mean, it was her, but... It was her, but it was off. It, it was different because of having to wear the headgear. headgear right, mask. right. But it was her. It's just her face. Yes. Looked, her face looked different. Yes. So, you're number one there, Kyla. Uh, I got two things to pick from, and I... Uh... Well, we may make one your number one, and then we'll go into honorable mentions. Okay. Is that Kingpin? I think so. That hand. (laughs) I mean, that that was, wow. And the suit looks, unless they got a really good body double, which is possible, that look, not to say I know what his hand looks like, that looked very much like the meat hooks of Vincent D'Onofrio. I I was thinking about the focus on the the cufflinks, because, you know, the Kingpin was all about his cufflinks. He was, he's really meticulous and it almost makes me want to go back and watch Daredevil to see if those particular cufflinks are in any of the episodes. Because I think uh, to me, I'm like that. Just the way they focused on the hand and the cufflinks, to me, the, that that screamed Kingpin. Yeah. And and who who does Maya's father work for? Quote, quote unquote, uncle? In the series, is Kingpin. Mm-hmm. In the Daredevil series. Well, there you go. And, and, and who who is who who is with uh who, who's who's one of the people tracksuit mafia works for kingpin bro it, it's, it's got to be kingpin yes so that, that's just i, I want to say this episode is almost the riddle knocking point riddle bro because <laughs> there's a pro wrestler named riddle riddle and he's the whole surfer bro dude because he's teamed up with Randy Orton and the name of their tag team is the RK bro. <laughs> and he is a Spicoli type persona, but I also oh hear he's God, that awesome. way. He's also that way in real life. From what I've heard. <laughs> so, and, and of course in the second episode found him, bro. Yeah. Yeah. Completely owned me. That was great. <laughs> uh, Kyle, why don't you hit your, any honorable mentions to add gentlemen? This includes you too, Eric. I need more echo. I, I, I like echo. I mean, we don't have a lot of her, but yes, yes. I, I'm liking what I'm seeing so far. <clears throat> I'm hoping we get we get her in wrestling. They call it a hill turn or a face turn. I'm hoping we get her face turn. Face yes. turn means she she goes good. Heel mm-hmm. means we, she goes bad. Right. I, I want to see I want to see her face turn mm. because it makes more sense to have her do a face turn before the end of the series instead of at the beginning of her own series. Right. So for me, my honorable mention. 
attention. It's not quite a takeaway. It's kind of a disappointment. Mm-hmm. We see the opening gra- credits, opening graphics, everything else. Wonderful stuff. We know where the influence came from. Mm-hmm. But guess who's not getting credit? David Aha. No, I'm sorry. They're stylizing everything off his art mm-hmm. and his covers and everything else. David Aha needs to be getting. They need to be going back and adding him to the credits like they've been doing with Matt Fraction. I understand Matt Fraction's been consulting, but they are literally, there's no, oh, it's inspired by. They are literally using his artwork within animation. They They are are copying his artwork in animation with the the title, with the sequences, title and end sequences. Mm -hmm. If I, I haven't looked to see if his perception is doing it. And you know what? It's cool that they're doing it. I expected it. Shame on the producers. Shame on whoever's doing the credit for not crediting David Aha in this. Because even some of the shots being used in the show are based on his art. David Aha needs credit. It needs to be needs to be uh rewarded with such as well. Sorry. No, no, that's fair. I I I'm right there with you. Uh Eric, as a having been a comics creator as well, what do you think? I I'm right there with you. I mean, if you are going to take inspiration and you're already crediting one source of inspiration, you need to credit the one that's been just as big an inspiration. Right. I mean, I'm going to say if all of a sudden I heard our theme song or I heard part of our show in a Marvel project, I want to see, I want to see us in the credits. If you're using our material, it's our property as we're putting this out. This is our property. This show, now these two gentlemen with me will tell you it's my name first. I own it, but they own it just as much because... I can't do it without them. And I've always been about the team, no matter which show it is. We are a team. We all share credit. Uh, no, show gets credit. I will fight for credit. I, I, it's our content. It's our property. We protect it. I mean, well, this is mm-hmm. this is why this is why we are working on a brand bible, and we did this on our own within this last year because we we are seriously taking. Yes, we have fun with this show. Yes, we would love to make money off this show. I'd love to make money worth off the other shows. Right now, this is this is where we're testing the waters because, and, it, and it's Eric and I create the brand Bible because he's got the experience. I have some knowledge as well and I'm learning from him. We get it done right here. Then it's easy for me to do it with the other. And I'm sure Eric would help me with the others. But we 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 are seriously now at that stage. Eight years in, yeah, we've decided we need to protect our brand. Well, mm-hmm. and, and let's let's back it up. I mean, before we start really using the bully pulpit here, mm-hmm. without bully Marvel, pulpit. we don't have a show. We do not have a podcast without Marvel. So we are we are dependent upon Marvel to a degree. Now we we are not saying that we are bigger than Marvel because that would be a joke. <laughs> 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 we we can't even carry Marvel's dogs poop bag. It's, uh-huh. it's of a we are we are who we are and we are protecting or yes we're protecting but right now we're just trying to define that and keep it all basically keeping our story straight right mm-hmm. it, it's kind of like it's kind of like Indy's dad is kind of I wrote it down in my diary so I wouldn't have to remember and that's that's basically what we is now it's called a brand Bible mm-hmm. because I mean that's what it's called in you know movies TV comics yep. uh, it's a character Bible, and this is kind of like this is the canon for this character or this franchise or whatever. We call it that, mm-hmm. but it's really it, it's really our Grail diary. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, 
we we have the logo we have the alternate logo for like say hats or when it needs to be slightly smaller or smaller space so we have those two official logos for the lo- for the show logo mm-hmm. we have the intrepid trio logo we came up with that um we have secured the fonts or we we notate what fonts we use for what mm-hmm. projects or what uses and for those that we needed the license for we secured a license for them. so we're all mm-hmm. legit up and up on this uh we're going through trying to and this will be something we'll be doing after the first of the year when we're not so strung out because of the holidays of actually defining mm-hmm. proper pantones or whatnot for colors I mean, we are, we're getting down to that stage of because of who, you know, some of the opportunities we're going to be that we have gotten and in getting into, we need to make sure we, when we give them, it's like, here's the package for us. This is the proper things to be using. It first- just makes our dealings with other entities easier. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it's not that we're saying, you know, this is, this is our turf. We will bulldoze you if you try to use it. I mean, yeah, but we won't, we don't want to say that. It, <laughs> again, it's, it, it helps us with future partnerships. Yeah. It helps right. us. We've got all our ducks in a row. Right. It just adds to our press kit when we get to the press kit. <laughs> But that's this is all just behind the stuff. And we do. This is just one of those instances where we kind of pull back the curtain and we talk about stuff. Um, and a lot of it is visual. So mm-hmm. it's stuff that may not really make much, you know, much, much for po- interesting podcast listening. But yeah. it's just we do have fun with the show uh, with all the running jokes about the Hellabus and Thirsty and the Froyo machine not working and, and all that. But hey, um, we, we did try to do a Hellabus T-shirt. Well, we're not done trying on that. It's just a question of we just got to do it in a it's way. Be a that, new approach. Yeah, a, a copyright, not infringing kind of thing. It was, it was fun that it was Volkswagen that shut us down. <laughs> was yeah. I mean, we as frustrating as it was, we laugh because it. Yeah. You, how can you not? I mean, it, it, we're was, not, it, it was it was entertaining. We're not trying to. You know, saying that we're all that in a bag of chips. It's just. Mm-hmm. We're not trying to step on toes either. Yeah. And we're not. See, that's the thing. We're not trying to infringe on somebody else. Right. Right. Well, prime example, uh, if you watched our tea public store, I had an Intrepid Trio logo up that, you know, because we call ourselves the Intrepid Trio. Originally, it was on the Shield Eagle, fearing copyright infringement. We took it down. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's now on a generic star stencil star eagle, like what the military would, like the army would have used back in the day. And there is no copyright. As far as I know, there's no copyright or trademark on that image. It's a star with right. a circle around it stenciled. Yeah. And see, that's the thing about copyright. Um, you know, the place where I work, you know, copyright is an issue and it does come up, you know, from time to time. It's just the way that copyright is, it works here in the U.S., it's it's a minefield. It can be navigated. It just you just can't pick random stuff off the internet and say, "Well, hey, it's mine now." Right? No, uh, it, unless it, it's pu- unless it is public domain. At which point you can pull it down. But you know, once you uh, once you do you know adjustments to it and you, you you basically make it your own. Right. And even though we made the shield eagle our own by adding the word front word marks across it for a trip trio not enough 
it would still get shot. If pursued heavily, it would have gotten shot down. We mm-hmm. didn't want that. So we came up with our own Intrepid Trio logo. That is available, I believe, is available for you guys to buy on on, on the store, on our Public store. Mm-hmm. Just like other Mighty Marvel Geeks merch. Yeah, but... This is this is a conversation that we can have later when things right. are more more solidified and we have something like say you know we do we get our press kit together and we just you know release it out into the wild and we say, you know I say well this is what we've got this is what we're doing this is what we want to do now something I do want to do I want to do the Mighty Marvel Geeks I want to release on the shirt Mighty Marvel Geeks with Arabish because of the Star Wars title and then I want to find the alien language font and do it do the Mighty Marvel Geeks logo in Alien for the Alien title. Mm-hmm. I, I'm, you see where I'm going? Said about copyright. You, you, you remember what I said about copyright? All right, all right, all right. I, I'm just saying. All right. <laughs> I'm just saying that mm-hmm. that's, it's just a thought. There's still there's still a lot of conversations and brainstorming to be had when we're off the mic. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I don't mean and, off and that's the and that's, and that's not going to happen until after the first of the year. I, I'm just, yeah. I'm, I'm putting thought out there like, oh, wait, wait. Yeah. So, so that's, that's one of the projects that we've kind of got percolating on the back burner. Um, Again, so, like I, like I mentioned at the beginning of the show, go to Instagram. If there's still time, uh, if this is before the 13th, go to Instagram and enter our contest it ends on the 13th in the day mm-hmm. on the 13th when the contest ends, we will, I will probably pick the winner either Tuesday or Wednesday. There we go. Uh, winners will be announced on, Instagram, but we'll also announce that winner on the show next week for the non-awards, Sweet. which are coming back as well. Yeah. <laughs> coming back as well. So even though that we're not, even though we're, we've still got a show left, we want to thank each and every one of you for listening through uh, this year and and last year, year before last, so on and so forth. I know the past couple of years. To say it's been rough would be like a gross understatement. It would be like saying <laughs> I struck my lightning is feeling under the weather. Uh, it just doesn't quite do it justice. And, you know, in in times like this, we got to have our escapes. We got to have yeah. our you know, breaks from reality. And we thank you, each and every one of you, for spending an hour or so with us each week, for, for making us your escape. Uh, yeah, I mean, we... I, uh, go ahead. I was going to say, for me, or 11 weeks last year 11 weeks of 2020 yes i took care of my daughter when she was home homeschooling because she couldn't go to school i was furloughed but this got me through these guys will tell you i was pretty frazzled coming into recording yeah. and all that yeah. changed once we hit i said recording in three two one mm-hmm. and when the music started that first tag started it was a whole new world it was it was my escape for me right. it was that reality escape that i needed and you, you probably noticed this if you've listened to this podcast Podcast for any length of time. We like to chat. We like to just bounce things off each other, and you know. And we apologize sometimes. That does kind of, uh, drag things down a little bit. It's kind of like you know, aren't I they supposed to be talking about Marvel? I I don't apologize one bit. That's the that's the chemistry and that's the makeup of, of this particular show, this particular team, and that's what I love about you guys in this show. Oh, let, let well, I mean, stuff for next week, okay? I I, I mean, you know, the 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 past. Oh, I have to wear a past next couple week. years. Well, I mean, the past couple of years, uh, had somebody told me that this would have happened like this, I was like, "You're crazy!" And, you know, to actually have gone, th- we we still managed 
to do this show when there were no Marvel comics for a couple of months. That was weird. Um, but we we still do it. We still did it. And, you know, we, you know, we, we managed to, you know, still push through. And, you know, I, I, I have to say, guys, you know, this was uh, one of the things that I held on to uh, was you know, being able to deal, still do this. Like even when everything else had changed and all the things that I knew and loved and enjoyed, I couldn't do. I couldn't do conventions. I couldn't do comics for a little bit, you know, but I knew we still had this. Um, and you don't realize how important those things are until all of a sudden you can't do those things, you know, anymore. Uh, now, you know, we're, we're starting to return. Uh, we're starting to see a return to normalcy. Um, and, you know, uh, we we still got we still got a, a Marvel movie to come up for this. Well, Spider-Man. So still MCU movie to come out for the years out, you know, and that's awesome. I mean, how many movies did that make for this year? Uh, would have been, I think it's five, but did not come out in time for no, this year's no. non-awards. So it will be added to next year's non-awards. Right. So. So, yeah. So I, um, you know, to to echo uh, the sentiments of Eric and Mike, you know, you guys, you guys you know sticking with us and, you know, uh, we're all in this together. And you know, I totally, absolutely appreciate all you guys being here. You know, that's why we're here. So thanks. I'm, I'm sure we will be doing more sentiments again next week but this is I mean, flow of the show this is what had to be done uh, I would say any final thoughts but I think we just did final thoughts yeah so, Translation, the show's running a little bit short, so we've got to pad it out a little. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Thursday, if you would, please. Yum, 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 yum. <laughs> All right. Not quite the if you please we were looking for. But, you know, uh, I, th- I think let's let's all say it for once at the same time. It's time uh-huh. to go dark. <laughs> we can't even do it together. Can, can, can we try Remember the days where we used to talk over the outro music? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, I thought we were going to do that, but yeah, we didn't even coordinate with that one. That's all right. Yeah. It wouldn't be us if we couldn't get it right the first time. <laughs> <laughs> Take care, everybody. We'll talk to you next week. Yeah, right, count on it. All wrapped up here, sir. Will there be anything else?